0: Hello you beautiful people! How's it all going? Hoping it is well. Um, So in today's episode we are going to be doing just a little bit of a a final roundup of our listener questions. Um, There were a couple of other questions that had come through um, of different topics that you wanted me to cover. Um, I'm not convinced that there are A whole episodes worth um, for various reasons so I'm gonna cover the last last few topics in this episode Um, leaping right into it we had slip 39 uh, SLP 39 Uh, we start stage two in two weeks can we have an insight Obviously I'm slightly behind on our scheduling and our uh, dating for this to be totally relevant. I think I'm probably two weeks late. So you're going to have started and you've already got a bit of an insight. Um, There is an episode um, where I've covered uh, the assessment process and what that looks like. So slip 39, I would suggest that you take a listen to that um, so as you have a real understanding of my um, sort of, or our experiences of the assessment process, what to expect, what you can do, and how you can get the most from that. Um, With regards to stage two, I'll again, I'll, I'll relay it to what I know. I understand that a lot of agencies work in different ways and have different sort of processes. So I'll just tell you what, what we had and what, what we've, experienced. Now in stage two this is when you are essentially you are going to start all of your um, sort of full assessments. You're going to have six to eight meetings with your social worker. They're going to go through a variety of different things. they're going to cover some topics. If you're in a relationship, they're going to have a session with just one of you and then a session with just the other. Um, if you have birth children or children within the family, they're going to plan in a session so as they can meet with that um, child or children. Um, this is when they are writing the perspective adopters report or PAR. It's when they are basically building an image of who you are, so as they can help you to find the right match and to ensure that the children that they are placing are going into the right homes. OK, like I say, I would urge you if you want to know more about assessments to have a listen to the assessment um, episode that we did. Because I think that they'll answer a lot more in depth and I don't want to sort of bore my uh, listeners by doing the same topic twice. That would be rubbish. Um, unless it's contact, because I will talk about that a lot <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely have a listen to that um episode because I think that might might help you there um within that stage two process, you will likely go on your stage two preparation training um again, this is different for different agencies um and it's done at different times for different agencies, but the majority that i'm aware of in stage two that is when you have your prep training prep training is the only legal um, minimum requirement for an adopter in the uk um, that you must go through that in order to be approved at this stage however different agencies will offer you different training programs this will be where you might get friends and family training you might get therapy. Um, there's going to be, um, contact matching and introductions, a whole host of training that could be offered to you won't, that's not a guarantee, um, but certainly could be offered at this stage. If you find that your agency isn't offering you training, but it's something that you think that you're going to benefit from reach out to me or to, um, Adoption UK and you'll be able to find some different training opportunities and if you reach out to your social worker, there's a strong possibility that they'd be prepared to fund or at least support you going through that extra layer of training. Because again, when you get into panel, that's gonna be that chance for you to demonstrate your learning and your journey. So if you're finding there's other training that you'd like to access, speak to your social worker about it. Um, During stage two, your references are going to be met with and spoken to. Um, They are going to be sort of confirmed to have written your reference, they are going to be interviewed um, and just again another layer of verification about you as as adopters. Um, Lots of people stress and worry about that. Uh, I would strongly urge you to understand that unless you've got major skeletons in your closet relax you know you've put referees forward that you feel confident will have some positive things to say but even if they didn't worst case scenario even if they didn't the social workers are then able to say okay well that's not the picture that i'm getting from these people um I'm now going to find a creative way to work this into a conversation and see if I can delve a bit deeper. So the referees are really important, but don't stress if they say or do something that isn't quite what you'd like them to say or do. It's not, that's not where the assessment ends. Um, In your stage two, um, once you are approved onto stage two, the Um, Government guidelines are that um, within six months of you starting that process, you will be going to panel, or at least have a panel date. Um, I understand that there have been some sort of delays here and there, but those timescales do still exist. That being said, um, it means that you should, once you start stage two and you start your assessment, your social worker then has around four to five months to write your prospective doctor's report because they then need to submit that to panel panel then need to have an opportunity to read that digest that and take that forward so expect stage two to be intense expect the assessment process to be intense um but It's obviously a very crucial part. Um, During that period, um, you would have had your medicals done, um, but you'll start perhaps um, hearing a little bit more about um, other children that are waiting. Um, You will, in stage two, um, if you don't work in an environment with children, you will then get an employer's reference written as well. Um, If you do work within a sort of environment around children, the likelihood is you would have had to have got a reference on at stage one. Um, So this is when everything just all starts coming together. Uh, You start building a profile of the type of family you want. Um, And you will then be invited, as your assessment is going forward, you'll be invited to start considering some children that are currently waiting. Um, And you will be invited to different matching events, profiling events. It's not a guarantee. Um, Some agencies will wait until you are actually physically approved for that to happen. Other agencies will get a good flavour of who's on their books and start having those conversations earlier and start the ball rolling a little bit sooner. I would say if you are looking at adopting siblings or older children, children of um, from a BAME background, children with disabilities, if you have identified that these are the type of children that you would consider, I genuinely believe that your agency will work to start Getting you involved in matching or activity days sooner so as they can start finding those links. Again, that is because the children in those groups are waiting longer. So, if there's a way for them to sort of short circuit a couple of weeks, they're going to do that. Um, if you are looking for 0 to 2, again, like I've said countless times, that is the most popular age bracket the so likelihood is they're not going to actually do any work with regards to matching at that early stage because do you know what they've got plenty of adopters in that group these other children are not going to wait as long so they don't need to rush anything with you okay um so that's what you should expect from stage two you should inspect expect your life to be literally walking talking breathing adoption um, you're going to have real um, heavy interaction with social workers um, lots of opportunities for training so it's, it's, it's going to be a lot and it's going to be a very intense period expect it to be a little bit stressful and a little bit frustrating um, but all very very exciting Um that does lead on to um, I've got um, Paulina um, has also dropped a message um, asking me to cover family finding um, and panel as well. Paulina, Both of those, again, I did um, separate episodes on. Um, so again, I don't want to sort of go into loads and loads of detail again. Um, There are separate episodes and I'll put those links available for people. Um, But certainly when you're coming to the end of stage two, that is when you're looking at going to panel. I cannot stress enough, um, at that stage, you are going to be stressing, you are going to be worrying, you're going to be assuming that it's all going to go absolutely horribly wrong and it's going to be really intense. Panel is not as scary as you are making out. Stop stressing about it. It is a very important part of the process. It carries a lot of weight and it is vital that you get that bit right. But when you go to panel, a lot of the right processes have been followed. Therefore, you're walking into a room full of people that are interested to have you there and would have raised a number of concerns prior to you being there if they had major concerns. If there are major concerns when you're a panel that haven't already been addressed by the time you get there, something's gone wrong in the process. I have heard recently of a couple of cases where a panel have had um, a split decision or indeed they have made a referral or a recommendation for um, adopters to take some time before coming forward and being approved. Um, In the occasion where the adopters were told that actually there were some concerns, their assessing social worker had worked with them and had addressed concerns throughout the entire assessment process. So whilst they seemed a little bit um, shocked when these concerns were raised again, they shouldn't have been shocked because those concerns weren't ever fully addressed during their assessment process. And I believe I said it a couple of weeks back, but I'm going to reiterate and restate my comment. These agencies are a child service. Their job is to find the right families for children, not the right children for us. So if there are concerns raised, I applaud them and I I want those concerns to be raised. And I'm confident that you would too, because it's much better that we raise those concerns and deal with those concerns than making a placement just because it will make us adults feel good. Uh, so Paulina, um, check out the um, episode that we did on panel. We had um, someone, um, we had Scott, who is the co-host of the Adoption and Fostering podcast. He is also, I'm confident that he is still, but he certainly was. He um, was sitting on a number of adoption panels, and I think he was the chair of panels as well. So he comes on and he shares all of his insights. That's a really, really great, great episode, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um we then had uh Laura Louise Slater hey Laura Louise Slater um practical advice and tips for attachment building in the early days of placement now this is obviously this is going to link very very closely to the episode um early days um for ooh DVD there um, <laughs> we talked about some of the different techniques and ideas and tactics that you use there um again I've also done um, an episode on therapy and therapeutic parenting and things like that. Um, For me, when it comes to practical advice and tips for attachment building, for me, I would say the best bit of advice that I can offer you is time spent. Spend some quality time with yourself, with your children, and with each other and give yourself time to learn one another as well. Um, bonding is different to attachment. I've had conversations with, um, adopters who have said after Mm -hmm. sort of a couple of, um, months, oh, it's all going great. They're fully attached to me. No, they're not, they're definitely not. Um, They're bonding with you, but they are not fully attached to you. You are probably doing an amazing job, but they are not attached to you. Give yourself a bit of time. Give them a bit of time. They are slowly but surely bonding and attaching. But the attachment process and the attachment cycle takes three years, okay? Don't anticipate and don't expect to have amazing results overnight or within a week, within a month, within even a year, okay? Long long story short, expect at least the first year to have some hiccups and to be a bit difficult. Obviously, if you are adopting a younger child, um, if you are adopting sort of, um a a baby then yeah do you know what in that first year you might find that you haven't got as many attachment behavioral issues that you can witness and that you would see the older that you adopt yes you're going to see more behavioral issues but if you just had a natural birth and a natural birth of a child it would still take three years for that child to attach to you and feel securely attached okay they need to go through those cycles the best way that we um, describe this is if you have a baby in arms um, and a baby has a need uh, let's just say they're hungry they will do what they need to do to get your attention best way to get your attention is they start to cry Um, the parent will then respond by going over, doing the the systems check, systems analysis check, and say, right, okay, right, you need some feeding. They will feed them, that is meeting that need. The child has then raised an alarm, had the need met, is now feeling safe and secure. Anyone who has had a birth child, or a child from that young, will be able to confirm to you that that cycle and that process does not just happen once a day. It happens 30 to 40,000 times a day. Okay. It's a constant thing that this child will let you know by screaming, by crying, something is wrong and I need you. That parent will then respond when they respond positively and they respond giving that child what they need. They are helping that child to feel that attachment so keep it simple when your child or children move in with you if you're looking to build that attachment look for when they raise a need look for when they have a need emotional or physical and meet that need hear them really really hear them that is when you start to build those attachments But remember that that attachment cycle, like I say, it's going to take three years. And during those three years, it flips into a variety of different stages. You have stages where in the early days, essentially they are going to accept care from anyone and everyone because they just need to stay alive. It's a survivor's instinct. They do not care who feeds them as long as they are fed. I believe it's about 10 months. They then start to form an attachment to one or two people at this stage they are only allowing the alleviation of frustration to come from that one person. And I believe that that is until they are about 18 months. Then they start to explore the world a little bit more. They start to accept help and love and support from other people and it expand and expand. By three years that is when they are able to really sort of fly the nest and, and accept that there is a wider world. If you like I can go into a lot more of the stages of attachment. I can I I know that we've covered attachment really really early on as a topic um, but I went more into the styles of attachment so I can break it down a little bit more if, if that would be helpful. Um, but sort of looking at that as a topic it's it's understanding that give it time don't bully yourself at the start Um, when you're trying to find practical advice and tips like i say just find the need and meet that need where you can demonstrate that you are their secure base demonstrate that if they have something that they are looking for you can meet that need and you can be there for them they're the sort of things that are just going to help them to feel safe and secure and loved okay Um, But don't expect it overnight. Give yourself a little bit of time before that sort of ticks through. Okay. Um, I did have a question uh, or a topic to discuss from uh, Laura Nugent, 84, uh, who was talking about fostering to adopt. Um, Great topic and I'd love to cover it. I know all of the ins and outs of how it works and everything like that problem is I've not done it and I wouldn't want to talk about it from that perspective. I'd like to make sure that I've got someone who can actually share their experience. So I'm going to, I'm working on finding some adopters that are prepared to talk to us about their fostering to adopt experience. If you are listening and you have gone through fostering to adopt, please get in touch. There are people that would love to hear your story and you will help so many more people if you can share your journey um we had let's have a look yeah do you know what that is all of the topics covered um so i think I've I've really enjoyed doing this actually. This has been a, a really wonderful segment for me to ask you what you'd like to hear about and to be able to talk about that. That's that's been super sort of beneficial for me. Um so I will do this again. Um that will definitely um, sort of come back up. Um so with that in mind obviously if you find that there are topics you would like me to discuss drop me a line um you can reach me uh, on instagram adoption.adventures or you can do um, email adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com but get in touch because the the podcast as, as you know the podcast will only ever be as good as the listeners want it to be so. If you have things that you want me to talk about, if you have topics where I can help you, just let me know. Otherwise, as you are fully aware, I can talk for uh, for hours and hours and hours, and I can uh, I can find all kinds of topics to cover, and I've, I'm always happy to do that. Um, but it's it's lovely when there's things that you'd like to hear more about that I can help you with. Um, so. Hopefully that's all of those things covered for you. If you found that there are um, sort of bits where I've spoken about, and you'd like some more information, drop me a line. I love hearing from you. Um, So yeah, from me to you, thank you for listening, and I will speak to you again next week.